Stutterbox Productions is a backbone for many of the events they've seen in the Midwest, from EDM festivals to late-night hip-hop shows. This company has been working closely with this podcast since the beginning, and we always have plenty of things planned for the future. So, if you're looking to plan your next Get Gear event, head over to their Facebook page to learn more today. Rhymes with Demon, the very first Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. And it is a thrill. It is a thrill to be on your show, Goldman McAllister. It is really, it's a thrill. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, hey. You know, I'm here with my band. We are on our way. We are on our way. Last night, as I was telling you, last night we played Mm -hmm. in in Park Hills, Missouri. Tonight we're performing in... uh, St. Joseph, Missouri at Skate Bar, and then we'll be, uh, I, I, I hope you'll be there, that's in Des Moines at Hall Avenue Tavern. Hell that's yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, that's tomorrow? Okay, okay. Yeah, that's tomorrow night. Tonight is is uh, Skate Bar in St. Joseph. It's tomorrow night. I'm hoping that maybe some of your viewers or listeners, if they mention this program, okay, if they mention this broadcast, Coleman, I will give them a free something. Oh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, this a is a free autograph something. Well, this is actually going to come out after the show premieres. Unfortunately, this won't be out till Monday. Oh, well, there you go. So That's okay. sorry about that. But well, we'll tell them in, in, you know, it was an amazing show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can definitely tell them that um, uh, the show last night, which was a Tuesday night mm-hmm. at, in Park Hills, wow, that it was it was amazing. It's really great. But Hell so yeah. what about you, Coleman? When when is the last time you saw Friday the thirteenth? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was actually just re watching that scene. The famous scene that you're in with the boat flipping over and everything. Thank I was you. just rewatching that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's a well, cult. Uh, I can tell you all great anecdotes about that scene, but go on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Friday the 13th series. You know, I'm a, uh, you know, I, I've done definitely the string of marathons. Um, and it's just, you know, Friday the 13th really hits that nerve where it's, um, you know, the series as a whole hits that nerve where it has the, amount of slasherness and like horror that you want but it also has enough campiness and comedy to kind of give you like it's a it's a thrill ride you know what i mean it's not a deep thinky movie it's not along (laughs) the lines of you know i mean and and in many ways it was a response to that because we had the exorcist yeah we had yeah you know rosemary's baby and and the, the omen and and oh all of those kind of movies and that kind of you know it, it was all about sin and retribution and 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 hell and then you know friday the 13th is about a bunch of scantily clad good-looking young people running around <laughs> yeah. you know somebody's killing them we have to figure it out in the first one of course it's mama mm-hmm. um, and then because of my entrance at the very end of the movie now the crazy thing about that scene you mentioned coleman that was not in the initial 
script. Really? Okay. Okay. We had wrapped the movie in August of 1979. I went home thinking, wow, I'm a kid that, that drowns in a movie. This sucks. You know, I was kind of like, well, yeah. But Paramount Pictures said, you sent us a movie, Sean Cunningham, the director, mm-hmm. that has an old lady who gets her head chopped off and a little boy who drowns. And and we can't, you know, it's just too dark. Give us give us another ending. Mm, so okay. they, they created this ending and they called me up and, you know, he said, he said, oh, Ari, we need you to come back to the set. I'm like, but I'm dead. What am I going to do? Just lie there on the beach? And, and he said, no, you get your revenge. Because they had written, the, of course, the scene at the end when mm-hmm. Alice, after chopping off my mother's head, <laughs> Poor for mom. some reason, <laughs> decides to get in a boat. Although, of course, she does not have a paddle, as as Friday the Thirteenth aficionados will tell you. <laughs> of course, Mama chopped her paddle in half, so she she yep. doesn't have a paddle. She's up the creek without a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you think it's all over, and they 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 added that wonderful moment, and I. I I hasten to tell all your viewers, check out that moment. Mm-hmm. You'll notice the foliage is autumnal foliage. It is it is yellow and red. And, and it was shot in New Jersey in oh, 1979 okay. in October <laughs> wow, of 1979. Okay. That's when they called me back. So August was the wrap date. And then in order to have that famous scene, now I, you know, Without that scene, there's no big Jason, you know. It would have just been a drowning child. So, yeah. Yeah, that it could have ended. That was shot in October. How do you like that? That's crazy. You know, I, in rewatching that, I kind of, in thinking about that, it almost seems like the entire scene seems different from the whole rest of the movie. You know, like just the feel of it. It almost feels like a, like a trippy, like, like almost like a psychedelic experience it's weird i agree that's great I, you know i i agree 100 every time i rewatch it it's almost like yes a surrealistic ending that has it's all out of a new a different film entirely mm-hmm. um now when i got to the set in new jersey for the second shoot they handed me the script after he told me you get your revenge the script said Alice's dream. <laughs> oh, oh boy, was I pissed off! I, you said that I get my revenge. It says it's a dream. It's not a dream. She killed my mother. And and Sean, stop, Ari. People can't survive for eleven years underwater. And I said, this is a horror movie, isn't it? And oh, oh man, he got pretty cross. I had no place to really say any of that. But um, then Tom Savini, the awesome, the awesome, awesome Tom Savini, wisely took me aside a bit. <laughs> he put his hands up. Come on, you know, let's go over here. He said, stop bothering Sean, okay? <laughs> if, if, you, if you think of it that way, Ari... And I quote, he said, and he was cool about it, you know, mm-hmm. he was cool about it. He said, you know, because I was the guy who was bringing weed to the set, let's face it. <laughs> so he didn't want me to, you know, 
leaves or something. <laughs> That's what's giving you all the great ideas, right? <laughs> I agree. That's what put on all in my head. I said, bitch killed my mom, you know? So, um, so he said to me, if you were a ghost in a dream, you would believe that you were real. Mm-hmm. And I said, I let that sink in. I said, no, he's real. He's real. You know, but he said, fine. So now the funny thing is when we went to shoot that scene, mm-hmm. Sean's real intention was to scare the bejesus out of Adrian King, the, 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 the lady in the boat, the, mm-hmm. the wonderful actress who played Alice Hardy, mm-hmm. the girl who's the survivor who chops off my mom's head. <laughs> so she's there in the boat without a paddle and and the lovely music is there and you see the sun on the lake and the policeman comes are you mm-hmm. okay and and the music begins to crescendo and then bah, all of a sudden this nasty muddy child is there so yep. okay that initially that sequence he had seen it as a dream so he wanted to scare her so the plan was he wasn't going to say action on the first take because as an actress is waiting to hear the word action so he said Ari the cameras are rolling go out in the water when the bubbles clear that's action he said you're like the director on this scene Mm. you know working with a little kid you know so i said wow i'm the director that's amazing so i i went out in the water i waited for the bubbles to clear and i came out of the water i thought you know i better be kind of brutal because you know bitch killed my mom (laughs) so i come out of the water and i realized that this nice lady has no idea what's about to happen and i slam into her chest but see as i'm slamming it See, her face turns, and you see that in Friday the 13th. You see her face go into that look of shock because mm-hmm. it's actual shock. <laughs> then she grabbed my arms, and she said, get the fuck off of me. And she she's fell into the water. She said, mm-hmm. oh, shit, that she fell into the Okay, so so that first take, they got her authentic yeah. scare. You know, you know? So if you go back and you watch the GIF, You'll see what I'm talking about. It was a lot of fun on the set of Friday the 13th. You know, it was 1979 after all. Mm -hmm. They were partying and having (laughs) a good time. It was just like an independent film, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what was the process for you, like, getting that role and landing that position to do that character? I did not audition for Friday the 13th. Initially, Sean Cunningham was doing a project... It was about a bunch of kids who, who play soccer, okay? It was about a ragtag bunch of orphans that play soccer and win their orphanage back from the mob in a soccer tournament, okay? <laughs> yes. And so that's I, wild. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the initial. Everyone who made Friday the 13th originally, that's the writer, the sound that's Victor Miller, the writer, Barry Abrams, the director of photography, for Sean Cunningham um, um, and Harry Manfredini, the soundtrack composer, and 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 um, uh, yes, uh, everybody on, on that team. Um, so 
that movie, I snuck into an audition at the YMCA in Westport, Connecticut. And I wow. just, I snuck in there with my little clipboard to look official, you know, and I, I got in there and they said, they said, okay, we want to give you this 80 line role of Roger, the girl obsessed little boy. It was kind of like, oh, what's the guy on, uh, Saved by the Bell, we were watching yesterday, Screech. It was mm. a little bit like Screech, you know, that guy. I was the sidekick of the, the the main character who was trying to sneak his sister into the orphanage as a boy. And of course, <laughs> of course, I started getting wise to that, you know. But anyway, it was, it's a good little movie. But you're not going to see it unless you're in a country that loves soccer. So you can see, like, little Arlie Lehman speaking in Italian and Japanese and, <laughs> and Portuguese and Brazil and, you know. But anyway, so Paramount said, give us another film, okay? We need a different film. We, like, when they submitted Manny's Orphans, they said, basically, this is a great film. Uh, we wish you had done it about basketball or sock. I mean, or hockey or, or maybe football. You know, it was basically like the sandlot for soccer. Okay. Mm -hmm. But so, cause nobody played soccer in America in 1978. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he was stuck, you know, and they said, but we're going to, as often happens in Hollywood, they said, we have this much budget. We have this much time. Go ahead give us something else his idea was because of the success of halloween he just made up this title friday the 13th hmm. and that is literally how this happened that is literally how how all this occurred which is uh, amazing so then he started creating friday the 13th with the same team with mm -hmm. much less time and they decided to shoot it in new jersey and okay that's why, you know, in essence, I was able to be in that film. They said it's going to be set at a summer camp, and there's going to be this little boy uh, that drowns. His name is Jason Voorhees. But at first, they wanted to give they wanted to give the role to his son, Noel Cunningham, mm. and. But his wife objected. She said, no, I'm not going to have any part of that. Uh, ask somebody else. I don't want my child playing a drowning boy. You know, that kind of thing. She might regret no that one. one. My mom. <laughs> Nobody asked my mom about any of this. You know, um, There's even a contract that says this contract is not valid unless signed by a parent or guardian. And it's not signed by a parent or guardian. But... Um, so yeah, it was a very independent film, and and he calls me up. He says, "Ari, we have a new film. It's a horror movie, and we want you to be in it." I said, "Oh, oh, great, okay." And he said, "Can you swim?" I said, "Oh, I can swim. Yeah, I got." He goes, "You got the part." <laughs> yeah, I was. That's how it all happened. I was thinking that probably had to be a pretty integral part for the hiring process because I mean. Like, you know, safety-wise, you would be worried about, like, kids, like, having to be underwater and be like, all right, get it, you know, get everybody set up, you know, you know, action. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
there was, you know, it's not that they didn't care. I mean, they wanted to make sure. Sure, that, yeah, but it was, it's different than it was. was in, all, in all honesty, the, the water where I was shot was was not deep at all. Yeah. They have her in okay. the middle there, but where I'm standing, you know, that's why I was able to jettison myself up. Mm, and, you know, when I did sense. the little drowning, when I did the drowning sequence, you know, there's a funny story there because, you know, when I was a little boy, Jaws was the big, big head, okay? Mm. And we lived in Connecticut near the beach. <laughs> so I would always try to scare my parents by going out in the water while they were at the beach and pretending that the sharks are eating me, you know? <laughs> and I would put my foot... We would do this whole little joke, like, with, with our foot, like, oh, that's the dorsal fin. And then, and then you'd look around, and then bah, you'd go underwater, and you know, writhe around. You know, we were, we had that was our game, Jaws. You know, so eventually, when I got to the set of Friday the Thirteenth for that first take, I thought it'd be funny if I just did the Jaws thing, right? <laughs> and so I did that. I did the Jaws thing, and like, and at the end, my foot, I, I went like. Well, like that with my foot, like, oh, I'm drowning, you know, I'm going down. And they used that take, okay? Like, I thought, oh, my God, everyone's going to see this, that I'm joking around. And, and But if you watch the scene, okay, if you watch the scene, oh, shit. Are you there? Sorry. Yeah. If you watch the scene, I need to ch- uh, the charger. <laughs> uh, you will see. You will see if you, if you watch the scene. Yeah. That my foot, like watch the scene mm-hmm. where little Jason is drowning, and Mama Voorhees is saying he was my only son, <laughs> and today is his birthday. He wasn't a very good swimmer, and then you'll see my foot. My foot goes down. Like the last thing is my foot. I was so afraid that Sean Cunningham would call me up. You ruined my movie with your little joke. But no. When I, they put it in the movie. I guess, I guess it worked. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe they overlooked it. So, um, going yeah, back watch, to... Watch for my foot. In this. Yeah, I, I'll have to go back, because I, I only watched the end, rewatched the end, so I'll have to go back. I, fuck, I'll have to go back and watch the whole thing. It's a good movie. Um, oh, yeah, that scene is towards the end. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it's right. When, it's when they're... It's when... Yes, it's when, you know... I think... I mean, I love the whole movie. But I, yeah. just, I love it when Mama Voorhees, you know, shows up. And that scene between the two of them in the cabin there, like, where Alice realizes that, that Mama is the killer. And yeah. That's just a wonderful horror moment, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, like, surprisingly well acted, you know, especially. I like, agree, and it's two women, and there's this weird androgynous thing going on, and she <laughs> says... Oh, I want to wait for when the Christies get here. And she strokes her cheek. She says, "Oh, we don't. You don't have to worry." And it's like, "Oh, there's something." And that's when the whole shit goes sideways. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Betsy Palmer, who was um, the actress who played Pamela Voorhees. Okay, she and I became good friends after we worked together at the horror conventions Mm. um and she was one of the most wonderful people i ever met in my life she was hilarious 
She could make people laugh until they literally fell out of a chair. She she was just amazing. She was a sweetheart. She did all these famous talk shows back in the day. She did I've Got a Secret, and she did um, she did live theater on television with James mm. Dean, for instance. She was in a movie called um, Mr. Roberts hmm. with Henry Fonda, Jack Lemon, and it, it's a Navy movie. And she plays that that the chief of of the Wax. I mean, pardon me, the Waves, the the female Navy. It's really funny. Hmm. But anyway, we were we were dear friends. She kind of took me under her wing, and you know, she was a vegetarian. She could cook. She just loved life, and I'm vegetarian, so we would always eat together. And mm -hmm. then she would have these little parties at the horror conventions, you know. And uh, she would often say to me, Ari, pass the joint. It's not a microphone. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> yeah, and everyone would laugh in the room. She, she could get people like, oh, my God. That's She's funny. She's the best. But yeah, I would bring her roses and joints and stuff. So, like, what's, let me ask you this, like, I guess you kind of, you've gone over a lot, but, like, if you were to recount one thing from your entire experience uh, being involved in that first Friday the 13th movie, what uh, stands out to you the most? I'm sorry, what about it? Like, what's, what's your, what's your best moment, would you say? Like, from your experience? Well, as far as the experience of, of being in Friday the 13th itself on the set, which is different than you know, the rest of the experience, because there's been so many moments as the ambassador, you might say, of this character. Yeah. And now also as being able to actually have a band which imagines different ideas based on that scenario. That's that I, you know, I can elaborate on that because that's led me to, to perform in amazing locations and, and I've, I've been even given awards in Italy. I was at an award ceremony where I was the person giving the awards to people like Robert Englund and, and Dario Argento. Oh, wow. Things like that. But on the set of Friday the 13th now, which is where it all begins, mm -hmm. one of those mornings, the first morning where they got all the makeup on, you know, mm. I think that, you know, there have been a lot of fun and games going on. So Tom Sabini and his assistant, Tasso Stavrakis, the two of them, it was like being around the horror Cheech and Chong. They were so funny. And everybody loved them all. They were just wonderful. And it was great to be around them. But they wanted me, you know, they could tell I was kind of a serious little kid, you know. Like mm. I would look into the water and... Think about being Jason. So they wanted to play on that. So this morning where we got the makeup on, they said to me, okay, and I've been back there now. They had this room at the camp mm -hmm. in the in the kitchen area where they had a, a big mirror and they had a barber chair, okay? And that's where they were doing all of the makeup work. So they said, all right, they didn't let me see 
what I looked like <laughs> the whole time as they're applying the makeup. So then they said, and it was like seven in the morning, right? <laughs> Very quiet. Yeah. And they said, okay, we're going to leave the studio. We're going to turn the barber chair around, close your eyes, and then after we say, now, count to ten and open your eyes. <laughs> and I have to admit that when I opened my eyes, I thought, who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, like, like I, I was so, who the fuck? But what? Oh, shit. And then I realized it was me. And the work they had done to make me look like that, you know, poor little Jason, you know. Uh, um, so I started to sympathize with the character. I, I started to think, oh, how could they leave? You know, how could they not take care of this little boy? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I started, I started to think about, you know, those kids at the back of the class in school that I would always be like, Hey, what's up? Like I, I talk to everybody and I love talking to people and having a good time with everybody. So I was not one of those kids who would not talk to those kids. I would talk to everybody. So I thought somehow give them a voice, you know, mm-hmm. not to make them appear violent, but in a movie, you know, it's a movie. So you're giving them like, what if, somebody's mom was killed like you know that a child on the spectrum they have this amazing emotional capacity yeah and yeah. um so i hope that and i and i do know that because many times at, at the table at, which is an honor to have that honor to sit at the table and be the ambassador of jason but there'll be like moms and kids, some kids who have, you know, special needs and um, and are, are, are different, you know, mm-hmm. and they just and, and, and especially those on the spectrum and they'll just run up to me, you know, they just they, they're so they just relate. Yeah. And the moms that and so I just celebrate that that's been happening all along. I, I always say, you know. A mother's love never dies. And I say, you know, we always, always use the buddy system. Okay. You know, if you're swimming, (laughs) I try to spin it positive. And so by doing that and and making it not weird, you know, I think that they, it's a celebration of of the whole thing. And it, it gives them kind of permission to enjoy the movie, to understand that, them having fun with a movie mm-hmm. together, even though it's a little taboo, okay, you know, there's a little sex and a little violence there, but that's life. Yeah, And if, I if agree. they can kind of have fun with it, you know, and of course, you know, the, there's always the, the members of the family who like horror, and then there's the ones who don't, you know, <laughs> and, and I get a lot of those, and they'll say, oh, this one doesn't like it, you know, but but that's what it's all about. You know, it's a team, a family. It's got to have different members. So that now I get this thing where you have like, it's like the uncle or the dad. And there's like, or the, 
the 10 year old and they love Jason and they like <laughs> bond over Jason. And I'm like, have you watched Friday the 13th? They're like, no, but I love Jason. I don't look like that. Michael, Michael's so mean. And they, you know, I've had little girls say that when the monsters come in their dreams, they call Jason and he scares them away. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, That's it's, 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 yeah. So now we can shift over and talk about my main gig, which yes. is where I am. Now. I was going to ask you, you know, about that. Yeah. We could talk about my band, First Jason. Yeah. So, and yes, why don't you get into that? I say how, how grateful I am. Uh, you know, it's it's very gratifying that the fans gave me time and also the people, quite frankly, on the metal and on the punk scene because mm -hmm. I'm very DIY, mm -hmm. you know, and um, they gave me time, admittedly, because I am the actor that played Little Jason <laughs> to find my voice as a performer former on that scene mm -hmm. and uh you know although i mean i think our first album which came out in 2009 okay so i had been a reggae and world music performer oh nice okay yeah oh. i i studied jazz in college mm. and i got to study with some amazing piano teachers and then i found work directly after college and that was at NYU in New York and also at the uh, School of Media Arts in New York oh, wow. so then I went on to get work um, primarily playing in African and reggae bands because that was very popular at the time and very often they would have issues with the visas so they would bring over most of the band and they might need a keyboard player to, to help them find the other band members and, and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. to act as a liaison and to just be, you know. So I was kind of like the American guy in a Nigerian band for almost 10 years. Mm. And that band was the band of an artist named Majek Fashek from Nigeria. And he had a big hit, big hit record called Send Down the Rain. Hmm. And... Like, we got to play for um, tens of thousands of people when wow. we appeared, like, at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles and, you know, at Red Rocks Amphitheater. And uh, so that's what I was doing for many years. And so I met my wife, okay, while I was touring, and she um, brought me back to Chicago where her family was and mm -hmm. where I make my home now. I love Chicago. Hell yeah. And while I was there, okay, um, somebody sent me a letter that said, did you, did you autograph this photo? And now it's all comes back to me because I had been spending all these years touring on the world music scene. You know, we mm -hmm. went to Europe, I think you can cut now. Hello. I even played in West Africa. 
Uh, so all of a sudden I get this letter that says, you're Ari Lehman, the guy who played the baby Jason in Friday the 13th. And I'm like, yes. And he said, well, someone charged me 50 bucks for this photo on eBay. <laughs> and then it was like the whole world opened. I said, what? You know, and Tony Timpone from Fangoria Magazine invited me to Fangoria Con. So that's where I met Betsy Palmer. And I, I saw I got to meet Kane Hodder, who played hmm. Jason 7 through 10. And I got to see Tom Savini again. But nice. also, I was there with CDs of my reggae band, and which was cool. But looking around, I noticed, of course, as everyone knows, horror fans love metal and punk. Mm-hmm. And punk and metal, like every punk and metal head is a horror fan. So I decided to, you know, not try to reinvent the wheel and create this band, First Jason. And see, now I play a guitar, but I play it in a heavy metal style. I, mm. I go through a distortion box. And it's, you know, it's like guitar style. And hmm. so that's one of the aspects of First Jason that makes us a little different. I'm the evil wizard of guitar. Hmm. So I play like box toccata at every show, you know, do that showstopper shit. But I hasten to add that I have a great guitar player, Eddie Machete, who's also a shredder and a great drummer. Who's called Bass Amp? Hmm. Who's also a, a master of, of comedy, and, uh, and and we um you know we have a great rapport on stage, and and you know I can't I couldn't do any of it without them, but um, so the audience responded to our first album, Jason is watching, so it's got songs like Jason is watching, Jason never, Machete is my friend sink or swim but that you know <laughs> it's all within that realm and yeah it's kind of coming out of like a motorheady misfitsy kind of thing yeah so i noticed that when i listened to we, it yeah we built upon that maybe then um we had an album called lord of the lake which has a, a song for is the name and a song kill for mother and both of those had videos that helped us get a lot of attention then more recently we had a song called The Price of Peace and The Scapegoat and that seemed to get us other bands saw those videos now one of them was Incantation who's a thrash metal band they invited us to one of their festivals and that was a success all around now mind you I have been invited also because I'm Jason Voorhees yeah because I'm baby Jason and I'm signing autographs, but they gave us the opportunity to perform in a thrash metal festival. Now you get on stage at a thrash metal festival in North Carolina <laughs> at a packed house with a guitar. <laughs> and they all looked at me like, what? But within 30 seconds, we had them. Yeah. That audience gave us a lot of love. And that kind of... So then the next person who really recognized us was... Ice Nine Kills. Ice Nine Kills, I sang on one of their songs. It, Ice Nine Kills, all of their material is about horror 
uh, every song is about a different horror franchise. I sang on their acoustic version of Thank God It's Friday. So that got a lot of love from that community. So Ice Nine Kills has millions of fans where we have thousands. So that helped us a lot. They had us perform at one of their for ScreenCon. So there we opened for a band called Twisted. Mm. Twisted comes out of the whole Juggalo scene. So now Twisted invited us to perform subsequently at their event, Astronomicon. You know, and so it is. You know, people sure. are helping us and, and we're trying to do our best now uh, we're out here right now okay we just released a new video for a song called Barbalian which mm. is about you know check it out right now that's on YouTube um, that's about an alien who lands on the planet and she's a barbarian so that's kind of a comedy sci-fi sure. punk song but the video is a lot of fun directed by our dear friend Dylan Mars Greenberg so now we have a song called Look What You Did that's based on the words of Mama Voorhees. So as we're traveling now, we're going to be doing the video for that nice. in Council Bluffs. Yeah, look at where we are. We're out here traveling people. <laughs> we're, going, we're, we're doing that in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Nice. And there's going to be a big party there. So by the time this shoots, we'll it was a great shoot, everybody. It was great. <laughs> and, but the thing is, it's part of a movie, okay? I think you're going to like this. Um, I, I'm i in this movie. It's called Lust, Magic, and the Witch's Sabbath. Hmm. Okay? And, and I actually play the Dark Lord himself. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to have me with horns and hooves and painted up you know the whole nine and it's so mm -hmm. it's really it's quite it's kind of an explicit movie to tell you the truth it's kind of explicit <laughs> so I'm, I'm like pretty blown away but they they really do it's about the initiation of a witch of a young witch mm. and uh anyway people should check it out it's called lust magic and the witch's sabbath hmm. so yeah um so that's the song. We're going to shoot the video for this song at uh, a venue called Baloney's in Council Bluffs. Hmm. And so that's all going to be part of the movie and the video. And, you know, just to give you a glimpse of the kind of thing we're doing. And then as we, we go on, like last night we played in, uh, in uh, uh, Park Hills. Tonight we're playing in St. Joseph. And then it's Des Moines. Then we're on to Council Bluffs, Kearney, Nebraska. Then we're going to be at Denver Crypticon. So maybe if you hear this and you're in the Denver area, we, you know, that'll be on Monday. Mm -hmm. so, but that event is um, August 18th, 19th, and 20th. Okay. And, and that is over there at uh, in Denver. But yeah, that just gives you the idea. And, and at that event, who else is going to be there? There's um, Adrian Barbeau is going to be there, and uh, Terry Geyser, who was it? Who was one of the? He was the doctor in Part Seven, Friday the Thirteenth. But he also okay. played um, Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hell the yeah. dead guy. 
Hell yeah. And he's a lot of fun. But so many of these fun people, you know, uh, at these conventions. It's sure. really... It's... Hello? Like, we were, we were in Manchester, England, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we got to play for 3,000 people, man. And Tim Cabello was there, the saxophone player for... And Cody Taylor was there. Oh, um, wow. You know, from Slipknot. Yep. And so... Bit by bit, we're getting those bigger audiences. Like, we played in Spookala and Florida, and that was a great night. Um, but I hasten to point out that we love playing small venues just as much as we play the, love to play a big venue. I mean, sometimes it's even more fun. Last night for a Tuesday, wow, it was surprisingly amazing. This place called Park Hills Underground. In Park Hills, Missouri, and they had a great sound system, and every all the bands were amazing. It was just so much fun. So uh, we love doing it all, man. Hell yeah, that's super cool. <clears throat> Let me ask you one question before we maybe wrap this up. Uh, you know, because I think it's really interesting that you, because you played Jason, you know, as a child, and you know, you've kind of morphed that into your music career like is there any part of you that kind of uh desires some separation in that or do you kind of just embrace the whole you know i played jason um and you know my band is you know you know significantly surrounded by that um idea you know i guess what are your thoughts no, on that's that a great, no i think that's a great question yeah and people might ask um why i've 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 made those choices and um you see, I think as a writer, mm-hmm. when we have some kind of a limitation that that focuses our energy, because okay, when I was writing like world music, let's, and if you see someone like me, you'd say, "Oh, that guy, you know, he wants peace and love and unity and everyone to have love for each other and all that stuff." Yeah, which sure. is true. I'm that kind of guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm a musician kind of person. I want people to, to look at themselves and value themselves and, and see how wonderful they are and all that. But if you come out as a world musician guy looking like me, singing like that, there's no irony in that. Yeah, there's, no, yeah. there's no drama in that. It's like, yeah, okay. okay. But now, if you look at some of my songs... Mm-hmm. All kneel, I speak in steel. This is the seventh seal I wield on battlefield. My wrath will be revealed. <laughs> you know, I'm look at the lyrics and my fans who I'm so honored to have sing these lyrics back so they understand where I'm coming from. I'm trying to take the character of Jason and to universalize that experience. Mm. Okay, because it's something that's already universal. In it's an icon. It's part of American mythology. Mm-hmm. But as always, we can take any mythological figure, like you've seen them done, like in the Marvel universe, and you can take and invest all sorts of meaning. And there's so much meaning, especially in the the little boy Jason, because you've got the little boy who's reborn in the lake, hello, 
there's mm-hmm. a lot there. Yeah. You know, if you're coming from mythological standpoint, mm-hmm. the, the, the green plant muck and the rebirth of life. Yeah. And it, it's in the water. And then it's about death, too. It's about this death. And then it's about the mama and the afterlife. Mom is coming through the afterlife. And of course, when we get to Big Jason, Big presents death itself. You mm. don't see Jason and live. It's not like Michael <laughs> yeah. Myers, okay? Michael Myers with with his psychiatrist, you know, and, and mom in yeah. the suburbs. It's not like that. This is a force of nature. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. There, you're dead. It's not, you can't put Jason on a psychiatrist's couch, okay? <laughs> so I love, and see, I, so I love that. I lo- I embraced that at age 14. And I continue to embrace it. I think that every actor or act or, or, or anything you're doing, mm-hmm. you could look for that depth in it. You could look for that, that, underlying story that backstory that gives you more than just you know the surface of what you're doing like anything you're doing you could really invest it with meaning and i think that um by investing this story that's so familiar to everyone with let's say a little philosophical meaning and many different philosophical meanings if you look at the songs um, perhaps I'm opening a door for every person out there to do that in their life too. To, to look at everything you mm-hmm. do, no matter what it is you do, and and see that there's there's more to it than that. Because there's no way for me not to realize that when I sit at the table and and people come up to me and they say all these things that it's it's quite frankly. I celebrate when they say icon or something, you know, wow, yeah, mm-hmm. together we're an icon, uh, all together, you know, it's it's a thing. But the fact that they see it that way, it gives us an opportunity, like a monster is a real opportunity. What is a monster? Okay, what does the word monster even come from? Monster mm-hmm. comes from to demonstrate, right? It mm. comes from... The original monsters, okay, scared away. Like, in other words, you have the Leviathan, okay? Mm, yeah. The Leviathan made sure that all the little fish didn't get eaten by the sharks, basically, right? Yeah. The Leviathan would, and you have the behemoth, who would, who was a huge cattle, you know, again, that would come to scare the wolves away. If it, to make sure that all the cattle didn't get eaten. Yeah. So in other words, there's there's a positive role for monsters. I'd like to think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like and that. So man. I'm still I'm still investigating that, and you know, and there's so many traditions. Like if you look at the history of demonology, and so many demons in history really were very righteous, and they tried their best, and they were trying. Well, whereas you see the angel characters are always being very tricky and very egotistical, (laughs) you know, using, so, you know, I'm just riffing on, on material that's already there. 
yeah yeah well hey man that's really awesome to hear uh you know what you think of that and you know just your story in general i think it was really cool talking to you today Um, thank you goldman thank you so much hell yeah hell yeah uh where can where are your socials where can people find you uh what and what you got coming down the pipeline first jason official on facebook first jason 13 on instagram yeah we'd love to hear from you and you know come out and check out a show and then just go on YouTube. We got that new Barbalian video. And Hell yeah. the Look What You Did video is coming out soon, too. Hell yeah. I was looking at your videos before we started, too, and you got some good stuff, man. All right. Hey, pleasure to have you on. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Gorman. And uh, good luck tonight at your show and your weekend and with all the shows and all that. And uh, keep in touch, man. Thank you. Stay right. good. Jason yeah. never die. <laughs>